I'm Lily. I'm Piper. And I'm Jade. And you're listening to the Literary Club Podcast. Join us for spoiler-free book reviews. Where we let you know the content without the ending. Hello and welcome back to Literary Club Podcast. The Literary Club Podcast. Hello. It's a debate. I don't know. It's like, what? remember the Gilmore Girls where she wrote the book at the end of the Gilmore Girls? Yeah. And she's like, I just have one edit. Drop the the. Just Gilmore Girls. Did you guys not remember that? No. Yeah. No. That was in the year in the life. Oh, Which I know I is your favorite. That out. We're not. Okay, well. <laughs> we have a very special episode today. Our relative in three different ways. Scarlet is here. So basically, as we've said before, if you're related to us, we're coming for you and we're going to ask you to be on the podcast. So she is Piper's sister, my cousin, and Lily's aunt. Yes. So there you go. Welcome. Thank you you so much for coming. We're going to do your life through books, uh, the your life through books survey. So we're going to start uh, with if you could just kind of introduce yourself as far as like what kind of a reader you are, how often you read, how you got into reading, etc. I've always done a lot of reading Um, since I was little in high school. I was reading a lot of the classics. I was trying to read um, just kind of knock them off my list. So I was reading like Crime and Punishment and Weathering Heights and Anna Karina. In high school? Yes. Um, but this I was is... also reading Sweet Valley University. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you for being <laughs> and, and relatable. Some, some young adult ones too, but I yeah. was reading a lot of the classics That's awesome. in high school. So. Cool. Okay. And then you've just continued on. Did you always exactly. read till now? Yes. And she's also a member of our literary club, our like face-to-face literary club that we get together every couple months and talk about books. So let's start from the beginning. What is the first book that you ever remember reading or read to you, whichever you answered? I don't remember if it was the first one I read, but The Three Little Pigs comes to mind. Mm. The special book we had with this cover that kind of changes. Oh, remember? yes. Yeah. 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 So that sticks out in my mind. Yeah, yeah. That must be very early then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and then what was the most recent book you've read? Uh, I just finished reading The Mark of Zorro by Johnson McCauley. Okay, and that you... I've read multiple. a long time trying to find this book, right? I did. There was only one in the whole Lower Mainland at the library, and I brought it in, and now you can't find it at the library at all. So I wanted it for myself because I really enjoyed the book. Yeah. So I hunted bookstores online. I ended up ordering it from... Um, a site and it came from Texas. Oh, wow. <laughs> so now I have my own copy. <laughs> now, yeah, and you don't have to worry about the yeah, library. Exactly. I don't understand what is with the library getting rid of when they have a single copy. It's like a, it's like a policy now. They're like, oh, we only have one copy, so we got rid of it. I'm like, what? shouldn't you keep it because you only have one copy? Yeah, that's a policy. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's something to do with like how they have to have it as its own catalog item and then to just do that for one copy. Maybe they pay per like electronic file that they have for each. I don't know exactly what the reasoning was, but the librarian did mention something to me because I was looking for Jurassic Park and the whole FVR, FVRL La Fraser Valley Regional Library which is a ton of libraries there's not one not one single copy and then Surrey had one copy and I was like oh that's weird why would they just get rid of that it's a New York Times bestseller like I don't know it just seems a bit strange maybe people watch the movie and they're over it but I just think it's funny because it's like I feel like you should have one of everything so that Rather than have 30 of something. Well, and Mark of Zorro, we have reviewed that on the podcast before because I read it and it is such a popular book Mm -hmm. and you've read it multiple times. This is my third time (laughs) reading it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. I really want to read it, so maybe I'll borrow it from you. Uh, What is your favorite place to read? On my couch. 
<laughs> I thought you were gonna. You Whether don't it's really, in the you, summer and the windows open, yeah. or in the winter and I'm curled up with the fireplace. On. Yes, nice. <laughs> do you read on when you're? I know because you take transit. Do you? Are you able to read when you're on a bus or on yes. a SkyTrain, or are you that yes, can't do? Sometimes that? I will. Read okay, because I can't. I get sick. So, yeah. but I feel like that would be such a good use of time because there's oh, like basically yeah. nothing else to do, but yeah. or listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the book that scared you the most that you read? I would say The Turn of the Screw by Henry James. Okay. It was the that old? creepiest book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has ghosts and like children talking to the ghosts, potentially. It was just super, super <laughs> I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's an older book. Did you so. read it recently? Oh, uh, well, in probably the last six years or so. Maybe. Okay, so like besides the whole like sort of spiritual element or like ghosts or whatever, what would you say are the trigger warnings for that? If you remember, do you remember? Is it violent as well or anything? Or is it just like really kind of like I don't remember spooky? it being violent. It was just super creepy. I feel like she should be on our scary books episode yeah. because <laughs> we are not great at finding. Actually, no, we are not great at reading creepy books. No. Yeah. But yes. I read it because it was a classic. And again, okay. I wanted to check it off you know my list yeah totally (laughs) okay do you cry when you read books and if so what is the book that you cried the most at the book I cried the most was Where the Red Fern Grows by Wilson Rawls and I read it when I was younger and I remember at this certain part I bawled for at least 10 minutes I couldn't stop crying I just I just was crying and crying crying. I just couldn't stop and I feel they make children read this book in school yeah very sad. It was the saddest book, but now I don't read books with animals in them. That pass so away or animals dramatic. at all? Animals that pass away or animals at all? Animals at all because they always have something sad about the animals. Yeah, that's There's actually true. some sort of abuse or they die or something happens with animals, right? Yeah, if it's based on animals, you're right. Yeah. Because it's got to be some sort of a drama and what could happen. Mm-hmm. Except for the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that is. I was going to say, except for the whole thing where there's like a horse... It was like wild and crazy and they tame the horse, but usually it's because the horse has experienced some yeah. sort of abuse in the past. Yes. So you're hundred percent right about that. Yeah, so I just stay away from animals. That is, now. that totally makes sense. <laughs> because of that book. Yes. Uh, what is a book that made you laugh? Um, well, my favorite book, The Three Musketeers, but Alexander Dumas. Yeah, it's funny. It's very funny. Um, but also any of the Georgia Hare ones, like Friday's Child. There's some really funny Georgia hairs. Okay. I love Georgia hairs. So we have not, okay, we have a minute here because we're going like lightning fast. Mm-hmm. We haven't discussed Georgia hair on this podcast yet, have I we? I don't, don't think, think we I've have. I reviewed any of her books. So no. Lily and I have held out on. I'm sorry. No, I have started a book. Oh, you have? I thought you. And I DNF'd it. I couldn't. I just, it wasn't, it was, I like my. That era of book, I like it to be spicy, and that's the only way I get through it. Are you so, serious? I like my Bridgerton, wow, she's honest. And I'm stick with my Bridgerton and my spicy Duke and right. Regency era. Okay. But, yeah. They're not I all just, the same, though, the no. books. There's some that I really like and some that are just okay. So. Yeah. We'll have to do a Georgette hair episode with you in April. I was going to say, because yeah. Lily and I wouldn't be able to contribute, but I could read one. I just, I think after reading Persuasion by Jane Austen at this time of my life where I'm like, kids are running around, you're tired all the time, it's busy, that kind of language, I feel like you need to like immerse yourself a little bit. Does that sort of make sense? It I don't does. think you can do that distracted. But they so are I've been funnier. avoading it. They're funnier, They're funnier than, than Jane Austen. Jane Austen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Jane Austen is funny, except yeah. maybe Mr. Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's only funny if you like 
fully understand that time period. Yeah, which I don't. If you're back then, sure, it's funny. It's like talking in another language. You miss half the humor, right? There's a lot of sarcasm and and things like that. You don't get the sarcasm because you Mm -hmm. don't, at least for me, I don't quite understand the language to begin with. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's the cultural references and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Okay, um, did I skip this? Which book do you most relate to? I would say or Pride, and Pride and Prejudice <laughs> for Jane Austen. Yeah, okay, good. Um, probably just because Elizabeth Bennet is so opinionated, mm-hmm. and I'm very opinionated, mm-hmm. and she has very high standards of what she's looking for in a man. That's good. <laughs> and she's... But she... does. Can you argue that she changes her standards for Mr. Darcy? Yes. Because I think at the beginning of the book... If she fully knew Mr. Darcy, she'd still, she would say no. Like, she would not go with him. But at the end of the book, she ended up with him because she met him. She found his personality. But if, on, just on paper, I don't think she would have gone for him. But she didn't fully know him in the beginning, and that's why she didn't. So she didn't change her standards. She yeah. just didn't realize that he actually met her standards. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. But didn't she say that, did she say she didn't want to marry a rich man at the beginning of that scene? Okay, of course, I'm, like, doing the movie now, too, because to me, the book and movie are basically synonymous because it's five hours long and it's almost the same. The scene where they're, like, getting ready in front of the mirror and they're talking about, like, what they kind of want to marry. Doesn't she yeah. say she doesn't want to marry a rich man? I think she does in Bride and Prejudice. It, oh, it's good more grief. that she wants to um, marry for love rather yes. than in that society. Yeah. It was yes. just marrying for money. So the fact that he has money isn't it's just a bonus. It's a yeah. bonus. It's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that everyone's dream come true? Where you're like, <laughs> I truly is. love this person and I magically found out after falling in love with him that he happens to be rich. Or whatever. Yes. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> what is it? So, How to Marry a Millionaire. Oh. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe. That's exactly I've never seen happens. it. That's a great movie. It's a good exactly movie. I should watch it. Classic movie night. Speaking of classics, do you think you've read like most of the like top hundred classics because a lot of these books that we're talking about is in that like category genre so do you feel like you've read a lot of them um I think I've read a lot but I wouldn't say even close to getting it to the hundred like maybe 50 out of 100 based on the genre like have you ever you read war and peace no that's still on my list okay and like the wind yes I have uh what about Tolstoy Okay, see, yeah, I feel like, no, but I think she is. I think she, if any of our friends and family, I would say you read the most classics. And I think it's great. You've read way more than me. Let's let's judge up that list and see (laughs) what it is. Okay, what is a great book that you have read, but you would never want to read again, and why? Uh, The Iliad by Homer. Oh, because you don't want to sacrifice five years of your life to read the book again? No, no, I think it was beautifully done. Mm -hmm. It was just so poetic, and the descriptions were beautiful, but the descriptions were of horrific war, violent Mm -hmm. things. Um, So I wouldn't want to read it again because it was so, like, the whole thing is war. So it's incredibly graphic and violent um but it was written about in such a beautiful poetic way mm-hmm. so i think it was so well done and you're glad you did but and i i'm glad i read it but just because of the violence i wouldn't want to read it again yeah that makes total sense yeah not a book you'd want to like own and you know, no. pull off the shelf and, no. yeah uh what's a book that means the most to you and not because of the book itself but because of the uh, circumstance around it or just the the vibe of the book or anything like that 
Bruce's Loose Tooth by Eileen oh, Landy. What? Do you I have heard. that book? I have that book. Okay, I want to borrow it. Yes. Okay, Bruce's Loose Tooth. It's this wonderful kid's book, and it has this string that goes through it that you, like, follow the string through each page. But we only were allowed to read it when we lost a tooth. And so it was this yeah. big deal about, oh, I lost a tooth. Now I can bring out this book and read it with mom. And oh. and so it was, yeah, it was very special. That's amazing. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And oh. I think, Lily, you got to read oh, it. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, we carried on that tradition. I remember sitting on her bed, and I'm like tearing up thinking about this. Oh. But we'd sit on her bed, and, and she'd pull it out, and we'd read the book together. And it used to be so exciting because we'd go, like, it's like, oh. We're going over, and I lost a tooth, and we can read the book together. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you only read it 28 times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unless you have the, you lose the four the, extra teeth. Or the wisdom teeth or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, which book do you think everyone should read? I have two. I have a fiction and nonfiction. That's fair. So for nonfiction, um, if you're interested in any way about the Civil War, Yeah. Read Battle Cry of Freedom by James McPherson. Um, it's a Pulitzer Prize winning book and it's about 900 pages and ah. it's kind of textbook like, but not. You should have said if you have the time, not if you're interested. <laughs> it in took me a long yeah. time to read, but it's just amazingly objective mm. about the Civil War. So, leading up to all the events leading up to it, and it just balances out the complexities of it because it wasn't just a one issue war there's so much involved so if you were wanting to find out anything about the civil war read that book it's just incredible um yeah and then for fiction i would say pride and prejudice yes jane austen because it's such a classic it's referenced everywhere in so many ways you just you gotta read it is that your favorite jane austen yes Persuasion would be my second favorite. Okay. There you go. Already mentioned on this episode. Yeah. This is one of my favorite questions. What's a book you pretend to like but really hate? None. I knew she was going to say that. I said, she said that she had only not answered one of the questions, and I thought it's going to be this one, but she said it was a different one. And I was like, she's not answering this question because when she has an opinion, Scarlett, She's not, she's like, that's my opinion. And yeah. it is what it is. And it's okay for you to disagree, but I'm not changing my mind. This is my opinion. Yeah. So you I'm the only one. I feel like I should take the question off, but I think that there are people who are going to answer yes to yeah, that. I do feel like there are people. It was more like, when I was younger. Yeah. It's more because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more bent to be like, oh yeah, I agree with you a little bit just to like, kind of, I like to people please. Right. Well, so then I don't want, yeah. if someone loved it so much and they lent it to me, I, I sometimes pretend I don't want to be like, it was the worst thing I've ever read. <laughs> Why did you make me read that? That are like so popular on book talk or like that are big for my generation. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I really like that book. I hate it. But I'm like, I want to fit in. I want, no, you want to be part of the crowd. Yeah. 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 So I do like that question. <laughs> okay. Which book is objectively, this is the hardest question in my opinion, objectively the greatest book ever written? You can't be objective though. I know you can't. Everyone but... is it's <laughs> subjective. So you can't, you can't add, I can't answer that because every book is, is good in different ways and it's all about, it's all subjective. It's all based on okay, your experience. But it. like say let's just say that they had some sort of an award show for books from starting in year zero up to now two thousand twenty-three. And they 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 someone some book won the award for the best book 
of all time. What would you guess that would be? It would have to be done by genre. Because <laughs> <laughs> so they're so different. Let me rephrase it a little bit. So I saw on TikTok the other day, uh, somebody does this book bracket where every month they pick their favorite book and then January, February, they take those two favorite books and they choose the favorite from that. And then they, they zone it in into the favorite book of the year. So I'm going to start doing I that. I love that. That's so fun. So for so far this year, would you have something like that? If you had to do something like that, would you have something in mind? Well, I just have a favorite book, but I wouldn't say it's objectively. Okay, well, tell book. us. No, we know, That's not a question. So what's your favorite book? Uh, the Three Musketeers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We need an answer. Come on. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. We'll accept it. Uh, what is the book that... Which book is the one you've read the most times? The Three Musketeers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. And I think, you know, people, not enough people read it. Yeah. It has everything in it. It has adventure. It has humor. mystery. It has humor. It has romance. A little bit of romance. It's just like, it's the whole package. Yep. And how long is it? It's not very long, actually. Yeah, it's not like a thousand no. pages. No, not It's at definitely all. doable. It's a, Somewhere it's between 300 and like 450. Yeah. There you go, guys. That's our ringing endorsement for Three Musketeers. <laughs> okay, we don't like to be negative, so we'll be quick. What is the worst book that you've ever read? I have two. That's fine. You can be double negative. <laughs> Lord of the Flies by oh. William Goldberg. Oh, okay. Why? That we had to read in school. Yeah, I know, but why is it your... It was just gross with, like, the... We just talked about Yeah, it. the boys and the, I don't know, and the, the conch smell was yeah. just ridiculous, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. It's just, like, the, like, oh, de-evolution, de-evolution of society yeah, without authority. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then uh, Life of Pi by <laughs> That was mine, too. I, I like agree that wholeheartedly. Absolutely disgusting. I wouldn't have Jeez, finished. Loves I, I liked it. I think it, it wasn't for um, book club. That I, we you all to had to it. do it. Yeah. yeah, I would have stopped reading it because it was absolutely disgusting. Disgusting because the animals, the like description of killing these animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ew, getting, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nature, but folks, that's nature. That's what happens. I don't want to watch animals attack each other, but it's what would happen. Let's be honest. Yeah, but I want to know. No, exactly. It. You don't want to watch it. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of impressive books that you've read, but what do you think is the most impressive book that you've read? Um, I'd say probably The Iliad. Yeah, I'd say Homer. so too. I was impressed when you said yeah, you read that. That's pretty <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say that. Have I they made that into a movie? Oh, I don't know. It would be actually. like the longest movie ever. I have no idea. I'm going to no, look it up. Well, it's so descriptive. I was, yeah, so they'd I have to lose so much. It would necessarily be long because you could show what's being described really quickly. That's true. That is true. A picture is, is worth very, a thousand very words. It's very descriptive, and it goes on and on about yeah, description. Yeah, yeah. So to actually show it in a movie would be wouldn't early. be too bad. Yeah. Cross it off my list. All the description. That's my mm-hmm. least favorite. <laughs> All right. Uh, what book is not critically acclaimed, or people don't usually like it, but you love it? Again, the Three Musketeers. <laughs> I think it's so overlooked. The there's so many movies based on it. Yeah. Like, how many movies are there based on the book? Oh, so many. But when people think, oh, I'm going to pick up a classic book to read. They don't think they don't pick up that book. Unless they're related to you. It wasn't critically acclaimed? Like, it didn't do well, like, with the critics and the reviewers? 
I don't know. Maybe now, but but that's the thing. Has it stood the test of time of favor with everyone, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is it something like the Lord of the Rings that people just keep going back to? It might not because it sort of fell, maybe it fell out of favor a little bit in the sense that. like you love Jane Eyre and people will pick up Jane Eyre or they'll pick up an Austen. Absolutely. But they don't. Or Tolstoy. Yeah. Or it's it's kind of weird because it's kind of like, like old fashioned advertising. You know what I mean? Like it's like still being advertised, which Mm -hmm. is weird because it's like came out so long ago it's it's like marketing yeah like little woman they're still making movies based on little woman to this day like they just came out with one and so it's still why are they doing that i think because it's such a classic book and it's such a good interesting plot that you can also make into other things but yeah. why are they making it over and over? I, I don't know. That's just yeah. me. I just don't understand where it's like, I can't come up with anything. I'm going to make another movie That's about true. a book that I did not come up with. It's like, I have no original thought. I'm not only going to make a book that I didn't come up with into a movie. I'm going to make a book into a movie that's been made into a movie twice already. Yeah, yeah. they're doing with all the movies. Right it's now. ridiculous. Just oh, and then if it's an animated movies. movie, I'm going to make it into a live movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't have enough patience for that. There shouldn't be. There's too many movies. Okay. Uh, I don't even know where we are. I'm pretty sure Lily's up. Is there a book that she you is. can't believe you haven't read yet? 1984 by George Orwell. Oh, you have not read that book. I know, book? right? That's it's, been, it's been on my list for so long, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I, I am very shocked. I was, I was so thinking much. this winter it's I was going to read it. Okay. You could do it in, like, a couple of days. Because I have been super impressed by what you have read so far and the books that you've talked about. And yeah, I'm very surprised that you've not read that one. She can, <laughs> yeah. like I don't consider 1984 impressive. I read it in grade eight. No, uh, but, but it's a classic. It is a classic. In line at the library for it. There's how many people? But 20. It's always a, there's, you can't get it on hold very easily. That's impressive, you guys. It's also a grade 12 book now. Okay. So most of the time for like in... Once you get into high school, it's on you to take the books out of the library. Oh. It's not the school giving it to you. At least that's my experience. Oh, okay. So then I think that might also be part of it. Part yeah. of it. Yeah. It's still a big book. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's popular. speaking of long-term marketing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could read one book again for the first time, as if you'd never read it before, which one would you choose? Uh, I choose Cotillion by Georgette Hare. Okay. What can you give us an idea of what's it about? It's a really funny book. Um, basically, this uh, this kind of innocent girl, whatever, um, she needs to marry, essentially. Um, well, yeah. She needs to marry and... <laughs> <laughs> As all young women did yes, at this time. back yeah. in that time. Um, and she ends up going to London for the first time and there's all this subterfuge and and her cousin Freddie kind of takes her and takes care of her and she's quite the handful and there's just so many things that happen and um I think because I know the ending it's still really funny and I'll read it again and again but not knowing what happened would be really fun even it's funnier. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. So. That makes perfect sense. And I really did not explain that book well at all. No, that's so totally fine. Read the back cover. Yeah, read the back cover. Yes. We're fine. It's good. As it's long as you give book. enough people, people a little bit of enough that they're like, oh, I might want to read that. That's fine. We don't give away the whole plot. I just, some people might not know at all what her yeah. books are even about. So it's good to at least describe. Would you consider yourself a bookworm or a book dragon? And I'll uh, define the phrase. So a bookworm is someone who reads like 
a lot of books all the time. A book dragon is someone who buys a lot of books and has them on their shelf, but doesn't necessarily read them. Uh, definitely a bookworm because I only get books that I'm going to read over and over and over again on okay. my book shelf. So you're very, me too. very particular with what you buy. Yes. Yeah, you also live in a small place like exactly. me. I'm literally, I'm limited by square footage yes. to the amount of library that I can have. I think I'm tied with you for smallest place, and I still have over 100 books. So I, mean, I don't think you're tied, so are you? Maybe you are. And we can yeah. talk about square footage later. Okay, last but not least, if you were going to a deserted place and you could only take one book with you, not the Bible, which one would you take? Okay, this is hard because I was thinking The Three Musketeers because it's my favorite and it's funny and everything, but ultimately I went with The Count of Monte Cristo. <gasps> so good! Um, also by the same author as Great I choice. Must, but um, there's so many intricacies to the storyline. Mm-hmm. There's so much plot and so many ins and outs yep. of the story. Um, it's also very long. It's about 1,100 pages. I was going to say more bang and for your buck. it's yeah. really beautifully written. Yes. Like the translation that I own is just, it's really, yeah. really so you lovely. You can savor it. Yes. On your desert awesome. island. Exactly. I know. This, why are we ending with such a depressing question? <laughs> you know I should say, if you were on a beach in Tahiti <laughs> on a vacation all by yourself for a month, then what you, that's a lot better. We have time. So I'm going to ask one more. And this is one of the favorite ones that I've asked at the beginning of podcasts. Uh, what's your favorite book trope? So do you like enemies to lovers? Do you like uh, friends to lovers? Do you like... Um, I don't know, best friend betrays you and then you go back for revenge there like oh, fake fake ones no like like love? like no no it doesn't have to be love just a, like a plot line that kind of shows up yeah. in multiple books like the one where and that happened in Count of Monte Cristo his mm-hmm. best friend betrays him and then he spends most of the book trying to get revenge mm-hmm. and then ultimately doesn't that's not really his purpose in life but anyway what would you say is your favorite sort of plot line um, I think I like, uh, you know, the romantic where they're butting heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And enemies then they finally, butt, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very common I prefer them not to be enemies like the guy's actually a bad guy, but like yes. maybe mm-hmm. business enemies or yeah. like in You've Got Mail or like something like that where it's like yeah. they actually would, if they weren't at odds with each other for some other reason, they would actually get along because they're both exactly, good people. Yes. I like that yes. too. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. And we send out a warning to all blood relatives that you might be next for the uh, Your Life Through Books episode. And we will see you all next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye.